0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Ami Baum. Ami, you are the founder and CEO of Interchange, uh, it's Interchange Capital Partners. You're found on the web at interchangecp.com. And Ami, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh, for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, please give us the overview of what Interchange Capital Partners does. Um, Interchange
1: Capital Partners works in a specialized area of transition planning, unlocking a lifetime of work. And most of that is directly related to business owners, but we also have professionals, doctors, attorneys, accountants. But it's all about that stage where it's time to start to transition your life. Mm-hmm. And with that, there are all kinds of issues around that, um, certainly from a business perspective person's perspective, there's a lot of complexity around it, uh, above and beyond what a professional would have uh, with it. But that's our specialty area. We've been working in that area for over 40 years. um, And, um, you know, we feel that there is a, uh, the, the mistakes that get made in this end up having generational consequences. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is the single largest financial transaction of most people's lives. And getting it right requires uh, a different model than the way they're currently operating. Um, so it, it, uh, it's a very uh, fulfilling and satisfying uh, role that we play. Uh, and we've been uh, fortunate to be able to work with um Hundreds of uh, business owners and professionals uh, um, and other folks in, moving into that stage over the last uh, four decades.
0: Yeah, in our conversation, I'd really love to kind of focus in on the business owners, particularly those uh, that may, you know, they're they've been running their company for quite some time. Uh, they they know that they want to make an exit you know sometime between say maybe five 15 years from now uh and they want to start planning now. Um one thing that I know that I've encountered because I kind of come from both the uh kind of the personal finance not the personal finance but a lot of like consumer geared uh information with my other company and then I've advocated you know, for and with so many business owners. um, I I wonder how common this is, where a business owner um, has, uh, maybe they've bootstrapped, they've put everything they have into running their small business. They, you know, things are pretty good at this point. However, they, they may have historically kind of bet it all on black. <laughs> you know, they they put everything into the business. They they you know kind of just guessed that let's see 401k or IRA versus my business. Well, I have to invest in the business otherwise, you know, I'm not going to get the growth that I need. They're now at that position of stability with their company, um but yet they're still kind of looking in the crystal ball and deciding, okay, What's life going to be like in ten years from now? Can I start, you know, kind of maybe moving away from the day to day? And if so, you know, um, you know, what does my retirement look like? Can you help with um, that? That kind of a picture, that kind of scenario.
1: Absolutely, um, and that's a very common scenario. You know, a lot of business owners. We were just on the phone with a potential business owner uh, earlier in the week. And uh, when we talk to him about, because we have some questions we ask all the time, and one of the questions is, well, tell us about what dangers or fears you'd like to eliminate over the next three to five years. And he says, this may sound silly and I'm somewhat embarrassed about it, but uh, I don't trust the stock market. Mm -hmm. Uh, Never did, never have. My father told me not to. I trust my business. And and that's part of the rationale behind why business owners tend to have the bulk of their wealth tied up in there, because they feel in control. And one of the issues that we have to deal with around exit planning and transition planning is all of a sudden you're moving into an area where you're out of control. And you're now, you're, 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 all your financial situations are based upon the marketplace. And, you know, those that pay attention, they, you know, on a day-to-day basis, it's like Las Vegas. Fortunately, over longer periods of time, it isn't. And we have structures that we can build, that we do build for these people to be able to help them get back into control. So it's, it's very common. Um, and it's a important obstacle to get uh, business owners through, that uh, they can have a life afterwards, they still can control it, just not the same way as they've been controlling uh, their business. Uh, you know, it's always, well, I can always go out there and get more business. Uh, and that, the facts are, once that stops, it stops. And there's a lot of... Uh, concern uh, around that, uh, amongst a lot of other concerns around this whole area of transition planning, exit planning, succession planning. I mean, it, with business owners, it's it's fundamentally more complex, especially family business owners, uh, because they're really working through four different systems and they don't recognize it. So they, everybody comes to the day, if you wake up and you're blessed with this day, you come to the day uh, with your own issues, whatever they may be. You know, you're either ready to go or you're not quite, you have to, there's, there's the individual system, I call it. And mm. then you move into the family system, then the business ownership, the business enterprise, the operation of the business system, and then finally the ownership. And that interchange between all four of those has significant complexity. Any one of those systems by themselves have different stakeholders, different views, different values, all kinds of different areas for some significant disagreements. And therefore, it is by its nature very complex and in many family businesses are stuck with their inability to communicate to develop the strategy because they've built this balance point where let's not tip the ship over you know it, but it's it's challenging it's you know my example for I have a son in the business, And I have two children out of the business. Mm -hmm. So when we look at and we have ownership where my son has some ownership, I have the bulk of the ownership and my two children have none. Then we go into the business. So now I've talked about the family. So we've got five members of the family. Two of them are in the family, in the business part. In terms of ownership, only two of them have ownership out of three. Now we move to the business. There's some more ownership there. And then all those people are working in the business. There's seven of those. Mm-hmm. And so you can start to begin to see you know, one of the issues I've always tried to put myself in these business owners because I am one. You know, why do we all say this is so complex? And it's the recognition that we're dealing with four systems and that interchange between the four systems. And it's very challenging for a business owner to be able to be objective enough to be able to work through the significant number of issues that come up with the transition for a family business owner.
0: Yeah. And and I wonder how often it is or how common it is uh, that you have a conversation with someone they're like... I'm not sure what's gonna, I don't know what the best model is for my company in terms of exiting. Um, you know, I haven't had necessarily many acquisition conversations or, you know, you know, where I would hand my book of business over. Let's say that they're a service-based business or something. Uh, or, you know, they might say, well, there's really not anyone in the family that's, you know, interested in doing what I do. You know, I think about folks like my dad, you know? Um, there's no one that's going to be able to do what he does and so you know he's kind of been slowly taking on less business you know over the past you know 10 years or so and i think that's the eventual exit which is unfortunate because he has a really he has a valuable asset but there's just i don't know i don't know that there's buyers i don't think know that he knows that there's buyers and and unfortunately there's no family members that are that are going into doing what he does they're just kind of you know kids kind of do what they want to do. <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. And, you know, so there's a couple, you know, we break this down into three phases. Okay. The first phase is identify and quantify. And that's the phase that most people uh, pay lip service to. They don't really do enough of that work. It's really about getting clarity quantitatively, okay, around what's your business worth, What personal assets do you have? What do you need in terms of after-tax dollars to cash flow your life? Uh, So there's that aspect, which is getting, when do you want to leave? Who do you have available to transition this to? Obviously, if you don't have family, you may have management, you may have some people inside your company. Most exits happen internally between family and management. If none of those are available and the business has value, there's a third party. There's someone out there, a strategic buyer uh, who may be interested in it, someone else uh, who would be able to. So the we like to try to tell people that exit, succession, transition planning should be done from day one.
0: It's mm-hmm. just
1: business. If you're constantly running your business so that you are prepared for the inevitable, which is this liquidity event. It's not if it's going to happen, it's when. There's going to be a liquidity event. So be, be prepared, and being prepared, if you do it on a regular basis, it is just good business. So the first step, as I mentioned, is identify and quantify. Then from there, so what we're really looking for is where's the gap if there is a gap? You know, what is there enough there? We'll use your father as an example. Had we gotten together with your father years ago, we would have sat down and said, let's get your personal balance sheet. Let's get your your business balance sheet. Let's mix the two of them together. Let's talk with you and your other stakeholders, your wife, your children. You know, what does... The future look like if you had the proverbial magic wand, and we're sitting there five years from today. What has to happen so that you're very happy with your progress, uh, both personally, professionally, business wise, cetera? And then from there, we move into all the dangers and risks and the fears that are keeping them up at night. You know what? What would they like to eliminate in that area if they could? Um, Then we move into what kinds of opportunities they would like to capture. And then the other part of it is what strengths do they bring that they've had that enabled them to get here that they want to continue to develop? And then what support do they need from the outside? So that's the starting place. So when we talk about identifying and quantifying, it's both qualitative and quantitative. From there, we've got the beginning of something then we can move into maximizing and protecting. Because this process of transition, exit, succession, whatever you want to call it, takes time. And and, and that's a good thing. The more time you have for this... The better you're prepared, the better your your outcomes will be. We see it all the time with that. So there are going to be things that you're going to want to maximize. There are value drivers that you want to maximize. But there's also some value detractors that we want to be able to eliminate. And we want to be able to protect the business, the business owner's family during this process. Again, we all assume that we're going to wake up tomorrow and have a full day ahead of us you know we all know that that isn't always the case and when a it when it hits a family business mm. as i said earlier it has generational consequences yeah and we've seen that and then finally we get to the third part and this is where most people go because it's the fun part oh let me transfer and transition let me figure out should i do an esop should i do this all of those things that get them excited because we're finally moving. I've made my decision. And unfortunately, they everybody goes to the action step of which is the last one, and they forget about the first um, two of them, which is identify and quantify, maximize, and protect. And then you again, it adds the different layers based upon how the structure of family business and ownership, and who's involved in that. Uh, you know, There's all kinds of different stakeholders, and all of them have those same questions to be answered. What does the future look like? What are their dangers and fears? What are their opportunities? What are their strengths? And oftentimes, people don't take the time to pull back and do that initial investigation, that initial work, and they just go off and and start spending money, hiring people, and uh, never end up, uh, I hear it all the time, you know, we always hear, if I hear one more consultant that's going to come here and tell me all the things <laughs> he's going to do for me and not get it done, you yeah. know, and, and, and part of that is because there isn't clarity around the business owner and that family and that ownership, as well as obviously the individual. Once that clarity has showed up, then you move to the next phase for us, which is understanding. So you find out, okay, I've got this clarity. Now I figured out all these things that I really don't understand. So, you know, any business owner, part of the reason why in the beginning, all the wealth is tied up in the business is they understand it. They're clear about it. They've got an action. They've got everything going. Many times I turn to people and say, are you treating this part of your life like you are your business? And the answer is always no, they're not. And all we're trying to do is bring in and infuse some business principles into um, these three entities uh, for them. So uh, it's it is clarity, understanding, and then action. Those are our three phases above and beyond the three around identify, quantify, maximize and protect, transfer and transition. If you get it right, <laughs> this is what happens. You get maximum value for your business, you minimize taxes, You cash flow your life. And for us, that means until you and your spouse are 99 years of age. And then you also stay in control of the process. And this is something that cannot be done by yourself. And in many cases, some of the existing advisors around you have technical expertise in a lot of the areas, but don't have the overarching recipe and ability to build the collaborative team of professionals that's necessary to be able to make this outcome the best that it possibly can be. Because as I said, this is the largest financial transaction of their lives. They're not going to get another opportunity here. Um, Most likely, unless they're a serial entrepreneur, which we run into all the time, and they've already got two or three other ideas. but, But while we're working on their exit, which is great, you know, that's fine. But most people don't have that.
0: So, Ami, uh boy, you're just given a lot of value. I didn't want to like stop you there, but we are out of time. Oh. Uh, so uh your website uh again is interchangecp.com. When someone goes there, um, and if you can give me about the 20 second version, <laughs> what should they click on? What should they do in terms of engaging with you and, and continuing that conversation?
1: There's two there's two buttons contact us. Or more information, they're right up on top. Look around our blog; it's very easy to. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter if you like. If you're not ready, um, my recommendation is: let's get on the calendar. Let's spend 20 minutes talk about your future and the fears and the opportunities and the strengths that you bring
0: to it. Ami Baum, again, you're the founder CEO of Interchange Capital Partners. Ami, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Josh, my
0: pleasure.